Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. My name is Hilton Price, and with me every week is Brian Sittler. Hello. 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 We are getting along. We am. We are friends. We is. We are not dueling. No. As they do. I don't. Te- I don't. I generally don't. I. I. I have. Ha- I haven't dueled since the playground. Is that the next thing to come back? The like, playground or no du- dueling? dueling. Duel, like maybe. with 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 the. I, I think I really thought about that with the de-evolution of everything in society right now. Things are kind of falling apart. Uh, they are, and listening to part of the episode of Office Ladies that covers. This episode, this very episode, yes. well done, ladies. Great, great uh, ladies. Jenna Fisher took it upon herself to do somewhat of a deep dive into the history of dueling. Of the duel. Of the duel. Uh, and which, dueling. Which, yeah, which involved one Andrew Jackson. He's a big dueler. He is a Our big, founding fathers were big. They were, they were fuck shit up kind of men. They could if they wanted to. Not women, because they didn't allow them in government back then. Yeah. And, and all white men, because they didn't allow anyone else in government back then. Yeah, but he was he was just as pig-headed as some other recent presidents we've had. And um, Jefferson? Jackson. Jackson, yes. He was super... Andy Jackson was a prick. Andy Jackson's <laughs> bad guy. Bad guy overall. Yeah, Trail of Tears, that's on him. Yeah, not 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 a good fellow. Not good. He should be off the $20 bill soon. Yeah, we that, get him off the 20 That being said, he... Had a he he had a duel where he he won cheated while doing so and killed another man in the process. He's a cheater. He's a dual cheater. Yeah, and they went on to elect him president. So did, um, did Andy cheat? No, Andy 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 was eons cleverer than one Andrew Jackson. Okay, that was not oh, cheating. Oh, Andy's. Oh, Andy's. Our Andy and now in the now time. Yeah, that's the Andy I mean. No, Andy was just Andy was just. Uh, he deserved to win. Oscar hit it right on the head. Okay. He had he had the um, he had the he, he had the upper hand. He he set it up with the <laughs> I loved how the Wikipedia said it verbose note that he left white on the bushes to have him distracted enough so he could go that five miles per hour. Now it's not even cheating because it's just idiotic. <laughs> it, it, the whole fight was idiotic. True, yeah, from the outset. But even the tactics themselves, while somewhat clever, in the end, just not not very effective. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's here's you know what I thought a lot about the nature of the makeup of shrubbery, because that that hedge that he's shoving Dwight into. The nature of the the root structure yeah. is really key onto how effective an attack this is. This is true. If this is the kind of thing where he can just kind of push his legs yes. past some of the yes. weaker branches, right? Then right. it's no big deal. No way. No way. No way. Dwight's uh, feet are going to be numb after. But if there's like thick root there, then then, then we saw what happened. Then maybe he would have to, you know, uh, get medical attention. But he yeah. didn't. He walked in. They both no. walked in fine later. No, it it, it played out how it, yeah, and it played out how it should have. Yeah, because the real culprit of this whole episode is one Angela Martin, who who is the I would say 
<laughs> well, is the culprit of the intro, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah. And the ending of this arc. Well, and, and she really became the big loser in this. I mean, I guess and everybody she lost. She, so, yeah, she does get her comeuppance, if you will. Because really, for someone who had, had pretty much embraced the idea of the two men fighting for her, in the end, she had nothing. And it was the second time. Yeah, exactly. I give, her, I, give, I give her a little bit of a pass, you know. Yeah. She just thinks that this is her destiny. That she, she is one to be fought over. <laughs> but in this one, the men ended up deciding that neither one wanted her. Uh, yeah. Andy cancels his reservation. Or the bobblehead she gave one of them. Dwight throws away his bobblehead. Uh, it is actually, in my in retrospect, a sad moment. It's Sure. It was... Certainly. I, there aren't a lot of times that they really try to build... Angela as a sympathetic person, but mm. this is one of the few that they have early on, pre-senator, right? Really said, okay, we're going to do something kind of mean to her and show you a little bit of pain, uh-huh. you know, mm-hmm. or, or not mean because she kind of deserved it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But but uh, she's going to get her comeuppance, and you're going to get to see her her pain from it. Dwight doesn't get nearly the comeuppance that she does. Um, no, and it's 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 definitely hypocritical. Yeah, on his part to to feel so he he doesn't feel he he, he he's the one that can be the cheater. She can't be cheating on him, though. Oh, the minute that he found out she's sleeping with Andy, yeah. her fiance, yes, whom she should be yeah. sleeping right. with, right. you know, or. Right. Either right now or soon to be, mm-hmm. depending on your views on that. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, she should not be sleeping with Dwight. She shouldn't have been with Andy. In the, well, she's only in it with Andy out of spite in the first place. Well, yeah. And yeah. What, what it showed both men is that she simply was not being truthful with them. No. And in the end, that's what they wanted. It was not the sex wasn't as much as of importance as the intimacy, the trust, <laughs> the companionship. And they were realizing they didn't truly have that. Nope. And I don't know what it is that just makes me crack up, but at any time we get a glimpse into Dwight and Angela's sex life, just yeah. through Michael or... Uh, uh, oh, or, like or, when Andy <laughs> asked about missionary and she said nothing fancy? Exactly. So what are they doing? Oh, yeah. no, she's saving face hardcore in that. Like, who knows? Who knows at this point? It has been... Um, there was a little time uh, I noticed that in one recent previous episode, Andy hadn't seen Angela naked any times. Yeah. Now it's been 17 days, according to this episode, since uh, <clears throat> Phyllis dropped the A bomb. Yeah, since Moroccan Christmas. Right. Yeah. So within that time, I think just as a Angela decided to deploy the sex i think oh so you think she may have slept with him in the last 17 17 days twice wow twice yeah according to andy that is that's true because 17 last episode was when he said that i uh it's either the last episode or the one before it wow Mm -hmm. where he's you know paid so many deposits yeah yes seen angela naked zero Zero times well i gotta tell you though (laughs) she the seeing her naked and the having sex could be two separate things could be this could be a strict lights out shades pulled Eyes closed kind of situation. What is actual? Is it sex or is it like Andy's definition of sex with Angela? Does that even include the intercourse? Maybe. Good point. I don't That's know. That's true. Yeah. This this could be one of those things where how he defines sex and how regular people define sex. Because <laughs> he's 
are. He's two like, very we haven't kissed. Things. It's more like nuzzling. Yeah. Is, is there more? Is there a less <laughs> sexual intercoursey sex that he's talking about? The I don't less know. sexy sex. <laughs> S- not as sexish sex. I, I, I'm not sure. I just it's it's amazing that they can give Aunt, uh, Andy that much of a sympathy or have us feel that much sympathy for a character who's such a doofus and such a douche as Rain Wilson. Well, they do a good job. He, quote pl- I read. he plays it very straight in that, you know, he, he, yeah. he, he expresses his frustration with the rest of the office. Oh, his dismay upon learning. I noticed that it, it was sort of a flash forward. I had to season eight. Really, really. Like when he, you know, when he's like kind of talking to the office all, you know, kind of like Michael Wood when he was manager. Yeah. And, uh, you know, y'all lying to my face, you know, like mm-hmm. it just kind of reminded me, okay, that's kind of the angle, you know, they would kind of go at it when he would do something like that. I don't know. It just well, reminded me of that. And what I notice is he's very reserved. Uh, I mean, Ed, Ed O'Neill keeps w- Andrew's anger in check. This is true, After and he and he has issues. Jim. Yeah, yeah, which Jim mentioned. It's, yeah, so. he's well aware of. Uh, props to Jim for playing babysitter this episode, by the way. Yeah. That's, that's basically all he is, and 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 weapon collector. A lot of great stuff from Jim with the with the acknowledging that he's in charge, with the gathering the weapons, with the constantly working to quiet Jim down, quiet <laughs> excuse me Dwight down. The quiet um, little look into the camera as they're just dueling, and he's decided he's just given up, straight up given up, and walking inside again. Yeah, uh, there's another scene where they're faced off against each other and he steps between them yeah. uh, as if to kind of break the tension. Uh, <laughs> Might be the only two duelists who ever high-fived in history. Right. Uh, after, they, <laughs> after they could come across, after, after discovering this, that they could go outside and, and, and handle it out, handle their business outside. Well, it's, it's an will. amazing how they, they keep this very serious topic very silly. They, they manage to find those moments to make it silly. They do. Like uh, Michael, uh, Jim shoving Michael back in his office. Like Andy <laughs> saying, I know you guys can hear me when him and uh, Jim and Dwight and Michael later go back in his office. With Michael deciding he's going to tell uh, Andy, uh, J- uh, J- Jim saying, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Michael saying, oh, I've already got my coat on. Jim saying, that, well, that, that isn't anything. You know? It's the visual. It's, it's, it amounts to basically Michael... Locking the rest of the office like in a like, I don't know, like a, a gasoline soaked inferno, and just lighting the match and leaving, walking away, <laughs> and walking away to New York. Oh yeah, <laughs> just a gr- and, and and really that the subplot, the whole uh, the David Wallace um, going to Michael yes. for advice subplot, yes, is such a great little subplot because it it creates a lot of awesome moments, moments that are really kind of iconic for the show. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. at the same time, don't do anything. Takes Michael off the board, which is how you need it for this episode to play out. Yeah, he has about the most pleasant episode of his entire office career, I think. Oh, he the he, whole time. he gets to go have pasta with the boss. <laughs> He's got a great day. The most understanding, patient boss in the history of the world, by the way, which and, or CFO, and whatever. we we really get a taste of David Wallace, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> and a taste of the economic t- downturn. They actually finally kind of acknowledged in this uh, in this episode, which was very real at the time. That's true. Yeah. And um, for reference, this came out in two thousand nine. So, we're so in the, right in the middle of it, the right, Great Recession. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Which Kicked apparently, off by the housing crisis. according to Wikipedia, Wikipedia. Uh, uh, ended in 2010, I guess, according really? to some enough people, so that they put that. Interesting. I yeah, I don't right. know. Uh, I guess you know, kind of have to be finite. But anyway, 
But great job from Andy Buckley. Great, great job. Uh, as David Wallace, uh, a lot of good talking heads talking about the whole, you know, you can't... Uh, mm-hmm. What, what does he say? We you, you can't do anything to anybody for no reason. No, oh no 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 Wait. that uh, that I've got. Don't worry. We've the need got for tweed. No no. <laughs> what what David says? Oh, about how wow. there's no bad ideas. Oh, it's right it's now. it's a hail mary. It's hail or uh, it's hail mary time. Hail mary time. Exactly. Which is which is they are. It's interesting how world events kind of help push the office, and you know, obviously in certain directions. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I believe it's next season we have stock shareholders meeting. Yeah. Um, is that next thing? We're on our way to Sabre, mm-hmm. Saber. Dunder Mifflin and Sabre. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, so Andy Buckley, uh, David Wallace asks him, uh, what are you doing right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, you know what? The man is correct. It, self-evaluation is not easy. It's not easy. It's re- I, well, I don't... that's the need for Tweed. That's when, when he, t- what I love about that, the need for Tweed, is when he says, Kevin, is that a Tweed jacket? <laughs> And you can almost hear Brian Bumgardner's, Michael, yes, it is. <laughs> you know, because of the way Mike, Michael even says, and, and he says, Michael, yes, it is. <laughs> and I said, I have a need. And then I love how he doesn't really answer the joke. He kind of ends scene and turns to David as an aside and yeah. says, the need for tweed. As if to. As if, do you like how I. Turned about face into my Top Gun reference. Yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> but let's just dig into the, uh, the quote. Um, the quote. Brian, here it is. My philosophy it is me. basically this. And this is something that I live by, and I always have, All right. and I always will. Okay. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone for any reason ever, no matter what, no matter where, or who, or who you are with, or, or where you are going, or, or where you've been ever, for any reason, whatsoever. <laughs> ever? Like ever? <laughs> whatsoever. Like, like ever, ever. Okay. Forever? So let's, don't, so definitely there's some, <laughs> okay. some steer clear advice off the top there. Don't ever. How so many double negatives are put off? Pulled off into this. <laughs> well, don't ever, for any reason, do anything. So, so far, still positive yeah. to anyone for any reason ever, no matter what, no matter where <laughs> or who or who you are with or where you are going or where you've been ever for any reason whatsoever. It's, it's, it's just a single negative. Don't. It's just that single don't. don't. You're right. It, you're right. It is. I, I, I caught myself. I'm pretty sure... Okay, so don't ever, Forever. for any reason, do anything. 21 covers anybody. For okay. any reason, we've got why, okay. ever, Okay. so whenever, never, okay. right. no matter what, or again, the reason, for any reason, none, no matter where, nowhere, okay. or who, place. no other people, okay. or who you are with, right. or where you are going, or where you've been sort of gets the how ever for any reason what's so i guess (laughs) nothing is done it's don't do anything ever anything no matter what ever (laughs) don't for any reason for all you out there that have never seen the grindhouse films there's a really great snippet of a uh, fictional horror movie called and um i can't remember the exact name but no it's called don't no no matter where everything you don't don't do anything or 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 who, or who or who you are with 
I don't know if the how is the okay. how is not exactly mentioned, but okay, shit, okay. <laughs> is that for where you've been or where you've been? Okay, so here the most condensed way I can say it is: don't do anything ever, no matter where or who or who you are with or where you've been. That's he should have just said that. He could have, and he's not, and he's not lying. No, because he doesn't do anything. anything because what's the first shot in this whole thing? It is him with a with a perfectly ra- or perfectly cubed a Rubik's cube, trying to shoot it into a perfectly round coffee cup. Yep. That's so, all he does all day. He doesn't do anything to anybody. No matter where. No matter where. For any reason. <laughs> for any reason. No matter when what. It, no matter where or who or who he is with or where he is going or where <laughs> he's been for any reason. We have solved the office. When it comes to paper. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, don't so, do so, anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't I do mean, anything. like like he was going to... Like, what, like break, my, break my record on likes in this, but... Yeah, Dunder Mifflin is, um, but yeah, they're the most successful branch. Somehow. You know why? Because he doesn't do anything. Because he doesn't get in their way. Yep. Yeah, and that's really what it is, is David made the mistake of asking him He's and not asking the salesman. If he would have had them in his office and asked them, what is Michael doing right? They would have said, staying out of our way. And he and and to David Wall and unfortunately for David Wallace, he's not one to go below management. He's still a corporate guy. He's a corporate and you guy. Still co- you got to ask. You got to go down the he's chain. He's counting on his manager to be able to tell him what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but Michael's not trying to do that unless you're talking about running or tweed really fast. <laughs> well, kind of fastest fast. man alive. A, a solid twelve miles per hour. Solid. Those things apparently really do work. That how way. do you know how fast the average person runs? How fast? I'm not can sure the average. I did see the top speed. I believe was about 27 miles an hour by one Usain Bolt. Google medalist. says the average here is eight miles per hour for a male, six and a half for a woman. Wow. Uh, so Michael at 12 sounds like he's already doing pretty well, and what? Dwight at 13 might be superhuman. It's- Fast like a panther, right? Oh, but the fastest man was 23, you say. 23. Okay, not 27. This okay. one says the average man is 5.9. I mean, uh, wow. what ages are we gauging? Yeah, That's how 20 far? 20 to 40, so oh. just a little younger than us. Mm. Me, I'm a solid mm. one. <laughs> I can run one mile in the, an hour. Uh, no. Because uh, I will stop and walk it. I can't run right now, so I'm a not even, not avail, N.A. Yeah. That's 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 me. Me, I'm a constant NA. I'm just how, not applicable. How long? How fast can I run a mile? How fast can I walk a mile? It's because it's that. Mm. It's that. Hey, speaking of Kevin, yeah, he has some really funny ass moments in this uh, show. He really does. He, he gets his little digs in. Um, that scene with him I, and Oscar is great. It is great, and then his little even even he slides right in there, uh, saying, and I believe it's. Andy, like we won't tell. Was it Andy at the start? <sighs> no, gosh, I'm forgetting the scene already. All right, gotta pull up. We can edit this later. 
I love the scene with um, uh, Michael in the kitchen, and he's asking them who should tell Dwight, and everyone mm. is just Angela. And they, yeah. they all just so very quickly agree Angela <laughs> should be the one to tell him. Yeah, Dwight, and with Dwight agreeing as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwight, Dwight really, he's, he is um, very agile in this, uh, kind of in between For someone trying who's... to get Angela to admit. Oh, yeah. Well, and for someone who's so awful. In this, in, in all of this, he is awful. His self preservation is hilarious. Oh yeah, I, I, um, his his talk of uh, groins uh-huh. and um, was it necks? Mm-hmm. Um, is quite humorous, and uh, he 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 did need a soup spoon. Yeah, <laughs> I do like that he's taking advantage of the mirrors around him to, to watch his surroundings. He was, he was. I, uh, I just, I, I don't understand. God, this is just the hint into Angela's person. I mean, ugh. Well, this is kind of hinting toward later seasons down to how sort of despicable she can be. Yeah. And how sort of um, just not willing to deal with her own problems in a serious way mm-hmm. she is. But it's, and it's played up for a lot of laughs and it works. Yeah. It does work. And, 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 and within this love triangle, like, they, I, I like the the more despicable she was, the better it was. Yeah, I think like it, the better story, the better farcical. Even even though this is getting, we're getting it out there in the farcical land already. So I mean, but they still make it as sort of believable as they can. I think. Well, and they do a good job keeping it all entertaining while still being despicable people. Right. Like we still walk away not really feeling bad or worse about Dwight or Angela or Andy. Because in the end, no. they've kind of all lost. Yeah, uh, it kind of blows up. Dwight and Angela's loss kind of puts them back in their place and kind of gives us a chance to be okay with them. Mm-hmm. And Andy has kind of been the loser. So he that is just kind of base for him. Right. To be in another, well, got to cancel a reservation. Boop, boop, doo <laughs> You know, it's... Uh, I like his opening. Yeah. How, and I like the misdirection that they use with... How we all ex- like Dwight's just like okay, this is the day. I know this is going to be the and day. It comes in with the uh, no this, one's uh, RSVP'd, no, and it was the day before. Yeah, and you just see Dwight's little oh, yes, mm-hmm. and <laughs> how how is this wedding going to happen anyway? Yeah, this. I mean, <clears throat> Angela was really Jesus. Would she have gone through with it? I mean. Obviously, you know, it occurred to me, too, that if if we haven't already hit it, this is where the show jumps the shark. This plot line <laughs> is ridiculous. You know, and it started with so. So Jen Salata wrote wrote this episode. Yeah, and she's really she's one of my favorite writers. She's writes really well from Michael. Um, um, but she apparently Paul Lieberstein, who plays Toby, mm-hmm. gave her he only gave her one plot point in this whole thing and told her to write an episode around it. It was that Andy tries to run over Dwight with his Prius at five miles per hour. And then she kind of, and then they kind of went from that. Okay. That's a farcical. That's a ridiculous idea. Exactly. And she built all around that. That's why so, it's kind of a bare bones episode in a so way. So Toby gave yeah. her a shark and said, jump this. Jump, 
and make it work. Because I got to tell you, yeah. out of all the things that are that this is a ludicrous plot line, the the Andy Angela marriage has been a ludicrous plot line since the yeah. end of season four. It's it's I mean with the 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 Mennonite minister. Yeah. You know I mean there, there's there's farcical obviously elements that have been placed in and around now, but with and but wait, to, but to make the all of the office involved. And even with, but you know, Jim still not wanting things to get out of control. It's not as bad. It's not. It's not so bad that like it's. It's not a. It's not a severe jump, but it's a jump. Well, and it's 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 a it's only an episode that could come from the four and a half seasons that have come before it, or the True. five and the four and a half seasons. You know. True. Because you couldn't have Andy and Dwight fighting like this. Over Angela, sex with Angela in season one. None of those characters were anywhere near here. God, no, no, Least no, no, of all no, Andy, no. obviously. Yeah, right, 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 right. Or, but like, think Andy back in season three. Yeah, like that could have. Or been... to have Dwight here, like you couldn't have. This was not the same Dwight. These were only adventures that these characters, who they had become, uh-huh. could go on. Yes, I and Jen clearly knows the characters. Clearly, and she knows and. Michael's dialogue when speaking of gibberish, yeah, uh, when he's trying to talk and trying trying and failing miserably to tell Andy what's happening, and that is such a great example of him trying to buy himself time. It it reminded me of like how I used to write in middle school when I would just bullshit okay. everything. Beautifully. This report talks about the problems <laughs> that people have dealt with for a long time. Since back in the day when this problem was first discovered and people realized they were going to have to deal with it. <laughs> and so forth and so on. In this report. <laughs> in conclusion. <laughs> he almost should have thrown an in conclusion in there once he was in the car. And then he, and when he rolled the, rolled the window down. Well, and what I love about it, too, is the banter of when he finally says it and Andy <laughs> says what and he says it again and he's pulling out. And there's just enough time for Andy to do the "Are you for real or are you serious?" and for him to be like, "Yep." And then he <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's physically. You hear him go ah ah like he's like <laughs> <laughs> he has physical just gyrations that are going through him because he can't keep a secret. His body's just Shame. rejecting. It's rejecting this. Ah. <laughs> it's, uh... you know, it's amazing. Well, nobody must have said anything. For 17 days alone, yeah. I would have thought, Mike, man. That Michael couldn't. Well, and the idea that yeah. they managed to keep Michael clueless because he was shocked. Nobody's told him yet. <laughs> they, yeah. they just played ADD. They put so, something else happened in that he time. Was, he There's was, a lost episode somewhere. He was ready to go to the conference room with them right then and have a, so your spouse is cheating on you day. What? Let's, and evidently, John Krasinski um, improvised a lot of the him just cutting Michael off, like putting him and pushing him back into his own office, and like closing the blinds and saying, "Like you guys aren't, we aren't talking to me." It, it reminded me of that was another thing I, when uh, it reminded me when Dwight's trying to listen to their conversation at the at the Japanese restaurant. And he's like, "What are you guys talking about?" And he's like, "The couples in front of him." Oh yeah, and he's like, "It's." Just, that might have been a Jen Salata one too. Actually, was that's good, a good question. Good trope. Yeah, I think that's so. A, Benny Han, it's Benny Hanna Christmas. Christmas? Uh, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, but it seemed like a little bit of a callback. But Andy putting his own kind of spin on it and just sort of deadpanning. Did a lot of deadpanning in this episode. Good guess. Jennifer Salata wrote Benny Hanna Christmas. Yes. Also, very good. 
Yeah, she's great. Uh, that female voice just with Michael, it's like one of those just, I don't know. It works really well. And like she all of his it. all of his relationship problems, especially. Yeah. Yeah. They um and evidently, um, there was some some uh the one of the writers uh mentioned on the office ladies that that radar thing actually did happen uh at some at some other job. Hmm. Like somebody had, had uh had an experience with that where people were running by that and shit. So okay. Stranger, uh, truth's always stranger in fiction. Great moment from Kelly, uh, digging in on Angela with the, she talks oh. about the men fighting for her, and Kelly says, well, yeah. oh, I guess you have less options when you get older. <laughs> Just a nice little, Really cut, really cut. Nice little youthful barb from yeah. Kelly. Kelly, Kelly yeah. would be like a good Gen Z character now. She would be, and it's a, it's kind of a shame that her character's sort of been, it seems... She's been a little bit out of the. I don't want to say relegated, but she's been out of the spotlight and sort of in the background, making great, great little barbs and jibes like this one. Yeah, but she really has. It's it's sort of like with with Ryan out of the picture right now. Is B.J. Novak was not in this episode. Probably he's probably doing more uh, more uh, uh, glorious bastard shooting. You know, all power to him. Good movie. Yeah, Uh, don't need to see that. Yeah, but now she's not with Daryl anymore, and oh, so yes, so she might just be getting a little catty because she's. uh, Just, a little lonely, uh, who knows? A little lonely, perhaps. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't see Daryl in this one either, I guess. No Daryl, yeah. He would have been a good one for this. Uh, Creed only when uh, Andy was thanking them, thanking the office. Very well. for... that's, a, that's the most happiest you're welcome I might have seen in my <laughs> whole life. I think, my only other option is I think Creed might be the one that agrees with Oscar when Oscar says that uh, Andy deserves to win the, yeah. the duel. And, he, <laughs> and you can just see that he can see his eyes, but whoever it is just nods like so approvingly. Everybody pretty much agrees with him. Yeah. That's why nobody. That's the other sort of you know unre- definitely an unrealistic part of this whole thing. But you don't you don't want to get involved. I don't know. Maybe somebody somebody up there would have gone down there to maybe stop it. Maybe Jim. Maybe, like Jim yeah. did. I mean Jim did try and then yeah, and then he ends up walking away. It's yeah. ridiculous. But speaking of Jim, um, I love how they brought back the. Uh, uh, Getting uh, Dwight's weaponry yeah. around the office. Yeah, that and was a different... great moment. Uh, <laughs> Meredith with the there's a spiky thing under the kitchen table. Yes, yeah. Is I that like a sigh or a, what, a sickle? A si- yeah, a, he pulls a sickle a from behind sickle. the copier. Yeah. yeah, and then there's the bow and arrow at the end. At the end. <laughs> Just the one little add on. <laughs> I like that we haven't seen a last clip that's like from earlier in the episode in a while. So I thought that was kind of neat. What's that? Which the 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 last clip right before the credits uh-huh. is. It is actually takes place back when Jim's pulling all the weapons. Oh hell yeah! He still has the box of weapons. Oh hell yeah! We hadn't seen a clip <laughs> yeah, that was right. kind of out of order chronologically <laughs> in a while, so I thought that was a neat touch. That's a nice little funny just um, exclamation point in the end. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, it's kind of it's just, a heavy. It's sort of a heavy episode in a, in a ridiculous way, and it needs kind of a little moment. Little just, moment. Of also, levity. this brevity. Hey, brevity. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. On a on sort of a I don't know people maybe. A lot of people don't give a shit about this, but I, uh, the green screen of New York. Oh yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> Notice that this this rewatch oh, for sure. Uh, when after you go watch, watch Valentine's Day and then watch this, mm-hmm. it's even more pronounced. Really, when he's in New York, yeah. he's actually in New York, and they 
And I understand why um, even I understand why they did it because even back then, apparently, a lot of people rec- were recognizing him. Like, because that yeah. was when I think that's when Forty Year Virgin was starting to was hit. It was already a hit, I think. Yeah. And that yeah, it was. And like people would start to recognize him, get in the way of the scene. So. Oh no, yeah, this I, was four years after that. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get. Like, filming in New York itself would have been maybe a, you know, would have been a bitch, but yeah. Well, and way, and you know, um, it still just looked like they could have done a better job, even with it. <laughs> well, and it's also for what one scene? I mean, yeah, you know, it's not, it's not that big a deal. You don't deal. need it. It's if, really not. <laughs> you almost didn't even need the street scene. It could have been in an no. office in the office, you know. But he did go from thinking he might be getting fired to, yeah. Uh, yeah. Being the happiest yeah. time. Here's, here's stuff. an attaboy for you. Attaboy for you. Which uh, was pretty great. Mm-hmm. One of the best episodes for Michael. Which kind of, you know, I'm kind of glad to see him have one. That's just just a good episode for Me him. Me too. He's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. He's about to go through more soul searching. Oh yeah. Here coming up, uh, I do believe. So it's good to it's good to have him. Um, I mean. Dude's dude's a scumbag. <laughs> like I said, lit the house office on fire and took off. But yeah. Um, oh yeah, uh, threw an uh, I mean, yeah, he threw him. I mean, with a guy with anger management issues, so mm. uh, he's not completely blameless. But learned some good stuff about Meredith. Uh, oh yeah, that she she, she, she would get fought over her as well. Yeah, and she would get the loser of yeah, the duel. Yes, the loser gets Meredith. <laughs> uh, poor Meredith. Oh, uh, is it the? He's had men fight. She'd had men fight, but isn't it? Aren't they fighting for the um, whoever gets to hold the camera? Camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's why the loser gets her. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We uh, Oscar got some sad news about what happens at his desk when he's not around. Oh my god! And I do love how we immediately cut to the um, the Angela and Brian, uh, excuse me, Kevin scene, where uh, uh, so we we almost go from the moment of Oscar talking about his desk uh-huh. to showing the desk. <laughs> Like right here, it happens right here. Uh, although is that the part where Kevin's giving Angela shit? Yeah, and Oscar's critiquing it. Yeah, and then he tells him uh, that it was good, but it wasn't really at the end something that also applied to both situations. So, so then Kevin comes up with a better way to say he it. Does. He involving does involving the word whorish, <laughs> which I think is great. <laughs> Amazing how the slow-witted one can be have some wit. Yeah, in the well, end. this is before the dumbing down of Kevin, the flanderization. This is true, of Kevin. So that is true. Yeah, we have to enjoy good old Kevin while we have him. Kind of crafty, Kevin. Yeah, uh, and I know they they kind of play against that too. I think in the uh, the trivia episode later, yeah. that got season eight, isn't it? I think so. There, season yeah. seven or eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a shame, but we get we get craftier Kevin for a little more time, and good for him for calling Angela out. Yeah, needed to be said. And yeah, Oscar, jeez, good stuff from everybody. <laughs> uh, good cast from the mo- uh, you know we didn't get a ton of Phyllis or a ton of Stanley. But... We did get one key moment from Phyllis that I do like. Yeah. That um, when they're asking, I think Dwight. Yeah, in that same scene. Okay. Oh, when Michael asks if he if Dwight had an intercourse in the office, and they immediately flip over to uh, Phyllis, who is nodding. Uh huh. Very intently. Yeah. <laughs> she, she knows. She She's kind of is. She it's it's she should. I think she should have had a few more scenes. I haven't checked the deleted scenes. Oh, yet. I haven't either. Yeah. Uh, so. But she she should have had since she was the catalyst mm-hmm. from the last episode. You would think maybe her and Angela might have had some sort of. 
There should have been some kind of follow-up scene, perhaps, yeah. but eh, it's so good. She uh... also coming on the heels of Benny Hanna Christmas when uh, you know Phyllis was also just being so mean to her, yes. because of the secret before she spilled it. It's like the party planning committee, the, the drama, yeah, the dissolution of the it, the dissolution, and <laughs> is it um, is it dissolution? Is it uh, well, when when do we see it next? It comes and it's, back and it's, with. And it's... <laughs> Pam and that's the planned party. Aaron, who, who's Maybe. on next? I don't remember. I can't remember when they uh, when they crush it, but it's coming up. Yeah, yeah, great scene. Yeah, great, great episode. Funny yeah. episode. Um, Good stuff. Just jump uh, that shark, but it's okay. And and just kind of really putting a bow on things before we move on to some new stuff. Yeah, know? yeah. They kind of needed a they needed some resolution with all the crazy shit that these three have been going through. Yeah, well, and this story was kind of getting too uh, a little long in the tooth for as ridiculous as it was. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad they wrapped it up. Yeah, Andy could only like look for so many places to have the wedding. Yeah, and and, and Angela could only be obviously cheating on him. Yeah, you know? for only so long. Oh, and <laughs> how much was she cheating on him? Just a little. Uh, a little, yeah, a little, a little, little a little bit. Little. <laughs> kind of a, a, it's almost it would almost be cute if it was in such a terrible moment. <laughs> yeah. so. she, she really tries to sell that, doesn't she? Yeah. God. You're going to get yours, Angela. It's all good. Good times. Yeah, well, Looking forward to the next one. Well, and then we're about to be into an interesting uh, uh, section of the show. Yeah. Uh, some really strong episodes are coming up. Um, we're going to have a really uh, fun uh, kind of mini uh, I believe we're going on a circuit, a circuit very soon. We got the circuit lecture circuit coming up. But then next, next, next up is Prince Family Paper, oh, which is, is is almost a ship episode, except it's a road episode. It's a road episode, but it's that... like a palate cleanser. It to me feels like a cafe disco in a way. I could see that very much. So you've got the office doing a very kind of insular, unique kind of personality-driven storyline, yep. and then Michael and we Dwight get... out in the world being Mike... Michael and Dwight against straight men. You yes. know, as uh, as their comedy tends to be. Yes, we have we have Michael struggling with his soul, mm-hmm. trying to, um, which will end up, end up paying off wonderfully later on, horribly. Yeah, when he calls, on who you ask you know. <laughs> when he makes a phone call, and I'll leave it at that. And then after Prince Family Paper, we have Stress Relief, which okay. of course this is, is a like this, huge episode in like, Office lore. It's like the zenith of Office popularity. Well, and this is the kinda. Super Bowl episode. Super Bowl episode, the one that was kind of their way of reintroducing the show at the height of its popularity to the world. We reached the mountaintop. Yeah. So it's I I really feel like uh, the the episodes in the duel and Prince Family Paper uh, kind of belie where we are in the show mm. and the importance in where the show is mm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I, I think we need to do we need to keep kind of uh, an eye to that over these next couple episodes and then especially as we get into the Idris Elba arc, the Charles Minor arc, yeah. because that's when we really see this show kind of mature into what it's going to be for seasons five, six, seven, until we lose Steve Carell. Yep. Yep. Got it. They got it. It's going to be, it's going to be kind of a different thing eventually. Yeah. And, and I think it is, it is very much a different thing now than what it was in seasons two and three. Yeah. Uh, and then of course what it was in season one, we're, we're, this, we're in getting into the office part three. This really is like the transition season. Yeah. Like four was Going that way, and this one really kind of—I think this is where they yeah. really did meant. But after four seasons, and a, you know, 
Well, and they don't have, you know, you've got the Coming kind of new things. the dual punch of your characters are getting, are evolving and aging. So now the, the storylines about them can evolve and change. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the original idea stories that you brought up in seasons one, two, three, where you're introducing topics to the, the story for the yeah. first time. Yep. Like the idea of uh, Michael's racism, the idea of Michael's mm-hmm. sexism, Michael's ageism. Mm-hmm. You can't just do the ageism episode anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you have to have something a little more nuanced to it. Right. So. Right. But. And you've got, like, we keep mentioning Ryan. Uh, you know, your your stars, your writers are doing other things. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, you know, ongoing eventually with 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 uh, Ed Helms. So that's going to, you know. Yeah, they're gonna be. There's gonna be other projects going on. That's just part of an evolution when you are successful and have. We're seeing it both in how it pulls uh, characters, writers from the show, and how it will bring them to the show in the special guests we're getting with Idris Elba, with Kathy Bates next season. That's right. Uh, And then with the addition of new cast members, we almost got Aaron. We're about to get to Aaron. We'll have Gabe next season. Um, (laughs) You know, it's uh, changes in the wings, uh, and it's an exciting time for the show. It is. And despite not having maybe kind of the perfect secret sauce formula that they had in two and three, this feels like one of the strongest seasons to me. Mm -hmm. This is just great office adventures. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's still strong. Yeah. It's still strong. And they still have enough. And and the writing is still strong enough, like, to explore these characters and take new characters on. Yeah. Like we're going to see. Agreed. Like, And I think the Michael Scott Paper Company arc really shows how much they can do with both the existing characters and some new ones. This is true. And thankfully, he has this good relationship with David Wallace and the success that they're having to, yeah. to make it through that, that arc. Yeah, yeah. That's true. This That's is kind of showing... This, is, this the, is a good setup for that, now that I'm thinking how it's chronologically going to lead into that. This kind of shows the cornerstone that kind of makes the rest of the season okay. And why Michael feels so betrayed. Yeah, and why David's willing to Outrage. take a yep, yep. I guess it just goes to show that... The, the <laughs> Never answer. do anything. Never do anything. <laughs> That's the lesson. Never do anything. Got it? The People Persons Paper Podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information. What if there was a snack food like the Eggo waffle for our friends at Dunder Mifflin? What would it be? Would it be Splenda? A snack food? Yeah, because like Eggos is the Stranger Things. Oh, it snack. is? God, it's yeah, been too long since I... Remember Eleven Likes Eggo Waffles.